Hey guys, my name's Zyra. I've been a musician for mm, about a decade since 2013. And I thought it was necessary, absolutely necessary, for us to start talking about musician mindfulness. I don't think it's something that anybody talks about. I don't think that mental health for creatives is talked about enough. Um, I actually don't think it's talked about at all, to be honest. I have not heard anybody talk about it. It's kind of a taboo subject that me and my friends discuss in private when we're feeling some type of way about the industry. And then we have a conversation where we feel like, you know, trust, trusting in each other. And um, it's kind of something that happens behind doors and nobody really discusses out into the world. So there's so much that goes on behind the, behind the scenes within the music industry that I feel like, you know, nobody really gets to see. Fans don't get to see. And it's just so sad, man. It's really, really, really sad. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of nobody talking about this because we all go through it because it's such like, I cannot explain to you if you haven't been through this experience, what it's like to have everything depending on your childhood dream, right? Like you put so much into this. And I mean, if you're a musician and you decide to go all in on this, I mean, you give up absolutely everything. You sacrifice your entire fucking life. And I, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but you, you sacrifice your entire life, everything, your savings, your friends, your every last fucking penny, uh, your your living situation, you neglect your health, your mental health, your physical health, you stop taking care of yourself because you can't afford to fucking feed yourself. You can't afford to high rent, You, which is very necessary in a place where you need to be you need to be located to even like have a chance to be successful in this stuff. Or at least that's what a lot of musicians think, right? Because honestly, with how technology is nowadays and how like nobody's actually located in a big city, um, unless like, you know, like it doesn't have anything to do with whether you're successful or not. But like, for some reason, a lot of aspiring musicians, a lot of aspiring uh, talent creatives think that they have to be in a big city in order to, to succeed in all of this stuff. So you move to this big city, you don't know anyone, all you're doing is music, or you have a part-time job and on the side you're doing music. You're fucking tired all the damn time, and you don't even have time for friends or relationships or dating or you know, a lot of this stuff, you literally, you are absorbed in this world of music. And so you've completely neglected everything else about your life, everything else. And you know what the crazy part about that is? That 
it's not even a career with a straightforward path. Like, you know, if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a doctor, you know, whatever other career you can think of, there's a straightforward path. You know, you go to school, you pass these exams, and you're guaranteed that you're going to go into this job, or at least that you can open your business after that, right? Like, there's not even a straightforward path for musicians, for creatives. Like, it's so... It's just so neglectful of these people. And, like, the worst part about that is that the only straightforward path, supposedly, and, like, I mean, good fucking luck getting there, okay? Because I took that path, and it has not been straightforward whatsoever. Um, But let's say this straightforward path, right, that leads you to a deal, you sit at that fucking table with the deal and it's not even a good one it's not even a good one it's a trap most of the time most of the time it's a fucking trap right like they get you to sign this deal where I mean I don't know about you but I don't want to do 300 shows a fucking year to pay back a million or two million dollars, like, and hope that these shows are successful enough for you to be able to pay that back. And let's not even mention the percentages on the merch and stuff like that, that the venues take from you, right? Because everybody wants the musician to pay. Everybody. Everybody wants, the, the photographer wants you to pay, the videographer wants you to pay, Oh, and if you want these things, like everything is a separate little fee. And these little fees add up so damn quickly, so quickly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you have all these fees that you have to pay, right? Like you have to pay um, to get your merch printed. You have to pay someone to design it. You have to pay for your cover to be designed. You have to pay these agencies that release your music. You have to pay, uh, you know, there's so many little fees. You have to pay somebody to design your costume for the show. You have to pay somebody to do your hair. You have to pay somebody to do your makeup. You have to pay, like there's so many fees. And you know what's crazy? You're living like, You're living off of a part-time job or some bullshit-ass job and having to pay all these people, so many fucking people, right? You're working with like 10, 20 people, right? Uh, If you're starting out, you're working with like 10-ish people. But guess what? Each one of those people charge you like fucking $500, $1,000, $2,000. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. And, and the worst part is that in the beginning, when you don't know what you're doing, a lot of these people, they take advantage of you. So, like, they know that you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. So, they'll overcharge you. They'll o- <laughs> nobody tells you this, right? Like, nobody tells you this stuff. This is stuff that... I had to learn over a decade of like working in this industry and seeing like over time, like, wait a second, why was this guy charging me $500 an hour to work in his fucking apartment studio, to record in his apartment studio where the sound, it sounded like ass, totally. 
yes, like it sounded so bad. My music sounded so bad and so distant from this idea that I had in my head that it would sound like because I was paying him so much to do it, right? And it's so frustrating, like the amount of stress that this puts on someone is so much. Because on top of that, let's say somebody screws over your song, right? Like, let's say you pay the studio guy and the studio guy supposedly, he's, he's like, I don't know, like uh, Mariah Carey's recording uh, engineer, right? So you're like, oh my God, I don't wanna ruin this relationship right? You, I don't want to burn this bridge, this possible bridge. Let me tell you, that bridge is not even there. It's not even there. It doesn't matter who they know. Like, I can tell you this. I've learned this over the years. Everyone knows someone, right? Everyone knows someone. You know why? Because when they're charging you, that means they can charge you more. It's, it's a facade. This whole thing, this whole thing is mostly just Smoking mirrors, it really is, it really is. And, and what I'm trying to say here, I know I sound frustrated because I am, it gets me frustrated. It gets me so frustrated that nobody talks about this, but this starts to build up all this stuff, all this anxiety, all this, I have to leave a good impression even though people are treating me like dog shit, right? You have to leave a good impression. You're paying them to do their job, but yet you want to leave a good impression, right? No, like it shouldn't be like that. It's ridiculous, honestly. So like all this stuff uh, builds up over time, as I was saying, and it becomes an abusive relationship with music. That's honestly what it becomes. And you become unsure of yourself. You start to like absorb this and it becomes like a PTSD, honestly. Like, I'm not even kidding. I I really do have PTSD from working in the music industry. And it's something that I'm like having to work with my therapist through because I had such an abusive relationship with it that... I'm just starting to process all this stuff and I'm just starting to like want to talk about it and like help my friends who are going through this same stuff because I've had these conversations over and over and over and over, you know, with my friends. I've had them, you know, on my balcony. We just sit there and we're smoking and we're talking and we're just like, what the, what is this man? Like, how did my life get to this point? How did, how did I let myself get to this point where I'm a decade into something and I'm nowhere? And it wasn't until I decided that, you know what, I don't even want to sign a deal because, like I said, deals are, most deals are honestly bullshit. It's a trap. It's literally a trap. Um, and it wasn't until I got to that point where I started just to like not give a shit about this, that I realized like, oh my God, I have been trapped in this idea that I have nothing else going for myself except music. 
that I have done this for so long that I, there's nothing else I could possibly do and see myself happy doing. You know what? It's not true. It's not true. It's really not true. Like, if you think about it, it's not true because you do have other stuff going. You know, there's other things that make you happier. And, man, it took me a lot of therapy to get here. But even if you think you have nothing else and nothing else makes you happy, think about how happy you feel doing this. If this makes you miserable, which I have seen in a lot, a lot of my musician friends, right? They don't even enjoy this anymore. They don't. The art is gone. The passion is gone. That sail, that ship has sailed, you know? If it doesn't make you happy anymore, then guess what? There is something out there that will make you happy. That isn't music. Just because you've been doing something for a long time, just because you've dedicated so much time and effort and, you know, just put so much into this, right? You put your whole life into this. Let me tell you something. Time, time is not a deciding factor, okay? Just because you've been doing something a long time doesn't mean it's healthy. It doesn't mean it's good for you. It doesn't mean it makes you happy. It doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. You don't have to keep doing it. You don't have to. (laughs) Like, we have this false sense that if we put, if we stick to something, right? If something is our dream and we put all this work behind it and we just dedicate to to our craft, we just dedicate, We just work ourselves to death, right? Then it's, uh, that's success, right? You're supposed to be happy, right? That's it, right? That's all we want, right? No, false, because you know what? I have so many friends that have gotten there and they're miserable. They're miserable because they got there only to find out they never even liked it. So you went all this way, all this time, sacrificed all, everything in your life to get to this point and you get there and you're not even happy because you didn't want to get there in the first place. And you never let yourself accept that because this, your idea of success, your idea of succeeding in the music industry, that was your validation. That was how you found value in yourself. And that's a mental illness, man. It really is. And we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about it at all. We just tell people, work, work, work. Work hard, work hard, work hard. You'll you'll get there. You'll be happy when you get there. No. Like, happiness is here right now. You don't even know if you'll make it to there, man. You'll probably stress yourself to the point that you have a heart attack or overdose on drugs 
or decide to commit suicide before you even get to that point. Or you get to that point and then do that. You know why? Because you're not happy. You're not happy. And like so many people don't let themselves process that shit. And I know that because I've been there. Because I've literally been there myself. And nobody helped me through that. Nobody. And, and I, I felt so lost. Like I really, I really felt so lost. And I felt like I had nothing else going. And I felt like if I didn't get there, if I wasn't productive, then I wasn't worth shit. I really felt that way. I really did. Um, and, and like, I, I can tell you that, like, it got so bad that, like, I was having health issues that could have killed me. And I would still go on stage and I'd do a show and I'd put on a smile and I'd have a good time and I'd twerk and I'd do everything that, you know. And you know what I had to do to get through that? I had a drink. I had a drink because I, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. I, I really just couldn't do it anymore. Everybody around me was drinking. Everyone was messed up all the time. Uh, I would look around and I would see all my friends and I knew they were miserable. I knew everyone that was doing this, if they weren't an egomaniac, they were miserable. If they were good people, they were miserable. And I could see it. I could see through them, you know? And that shit broke my heart, man. Like, it really did. It really shattered me. And it got to a point that I couldn't believe I was still doing it. Like, I really, I, I don't know what it was. It was like an addiction. It was literally an addiction. It just felt like if I stopped, it, it, was, it was like I was like in withdrawal, you know? Like it was, that's literally what it was. Like I'm not even, I'm not even kidding you right now. That's exactly how it felt. And I just felt, I just felt broken. I felt like if I didn't do this, there was nothing else I could do. If I didn't do this, there was nothing else going for me. If I didn't do this, I couldn't get to the money that I needed to be able to take care of my health. I really believe that. I really believe that as I was crumbling. I almost died like six times, yo. Like seriously, more than six times in the last decade. Just, just off of health issues, because I was completely neglecting myself, trying to, trying to succeed in music, so that, and, and it, became a, it became a battle, because I was trying to succeed in music so I could take care of my health. That was literally it. Like, I, I wanted the money so I could be able to get good health insurance and take care of myself, and I saw no way around it. I was trapped. I was completely trapped. And I'm so happy that I'm not in that place anymore. And that's why I'm here. Um, I, this is strange, but I got COVID uh, during my last show. Um, I, I mean, uh, not during, before my last show. So I got at the show before. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure I got it at the show before because there was a lot of people there, clubs, nobody's wearing a mask, right? So I had a, I had a, a big show and I was there. I got sick the next day, the next few days. And uh, I thought it was just like a little cold. No, it turns out it was full on COVID, lost my um, sense of smell and all that stuff. Um, it was pretty bad. I was very sick. I was very sick. And um, it saved my life. I'm not kidding you. It saved my life. Uh, COVID saved my life. That's a weird, weird fucking statement, right? But um, it did. <laughs> because during that time that I was sick, I realized uh, I had this thought. I had this thought where I was like, oh, thank God I got COVID so I don't have to do another show. That was my thought. And after I had this thought, something in me clicked. Something in me clicked. I told my business partner, I said, holy shit, I don't want to do this anymore. And that coming out of my mouth was like, <laughs> it was a trip, honestly. It was a complete trip because I had never said anything like that. And um, God, like, Realizing that I would rather fucking be dying of COVID than having to do a show. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's definitely a sign. <laughs> Something's going down, you know? And, um, and when I said to my business partner, I don't want to do this anymore. I, you know, I thought, you know, I expected a different reaction and the reaction I got was, oh, thank God, because I don't either. <laughs> uh, his reaction was, I'm not sure how much longer I could do this. And uh, man, that day felt like my life freaking changed. It really did, because I didn't feel trapped anymore. I didn't feel like I have to be doing this, you know? And life has been so good since. Like, yeah, I've been releasing music just for the fun of it, you know? But I don't do stuff because I feel like I have to anymore. Like, I'm moving on with my life. I'm doing other stuff, you know? Stuff that actually fulfills me. Stuff that actually makes me happy. You know, I don't have to be in a room full of you know, 300 drunk people who uh, are trying to forget everything else going on in their life. Like, and, and, and don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing because I like that stuff too sometimes, you know what I mean? But when you're doing it like 300 days out of the year, that gets old. You know what I mean? Like, that gets old pretty quick. <laughs> So it just became a thing where I was just like, man, how do I get out of this? Like, and it wasn't even like, 
I actually, I, I'm lying. I didn't even have that thought. That thought didn't even cross my mind. My thought was, how do I make this succeed? That was my thought. Every time I was stressed, every time I was depressed, every time I was down, every time I felt horrible, every time I was like suffocated by this, my mental process automatically went to how can I succeed at this? What am I doing wrong? How can I push myself more? Why am I not being productive in this? I'm doing 50 million things in 24 hours, but yet it doesn't feel like I have enough time. I have to be doing more. I have to be doing more. I have to be constantly pushing myself. I have to have, you know, I, I, I can't hang out with my friends at all anymore. I can't go and drink a, a tea at this tea shop because it'll take away 30 freaking minutes from like uh, 30 minutes that I need to use to be writing the song or that I need to be talking to this person or that I need to be networking on social media or that I need to be editing my photos or that I need to be editing this video that I don't want to pay a thousand dollars for somebody to edit it. So I have to do it myself. I was literally working the job of like 20 people myself. And most musicians are in that exact same spot. And it's so sad that nobody talks about this because it's taboo, because you want to look perfect, because as a musician, you're expected to be perfect all the time. Bro, come on. Like, nobody's perfect. And expecting that much perfection from anyone is so toxic. So toxic. It's literally poison, you know? All of it, especially social media. I'm not even going to get on into, the, into that. I'm not even going to get into that on this episode. Because it's the first episode, and I'm probably already (laughs) overdoing it. But I don't care. And that's a good feeling to not care. To say, you know what? I grew out of this. It wasn't what I thought it would be. Too bad, too sad. You don't have to feel bad for me because... I'm not sad about it. I'm actually really happy. And I wish that other people would get to this exact spot where I am right now. And I posted something on my Instagram that was somewhat similar to this. And uh, all I heard back, all that I got was like either friends that, you know, aren't in the industry who were like, oh no, you're quitting. Don't quit. Or you know, other friends that felt sad for me, or, um, you know, I I did luckily get some friends who were like, man, I feel you on that, like, I'm going through the exact same thing, but, like, for the most part, it was people feeling sorry for me, because, oh, she didn't get to where she was trying to go, oh, oh, she quit, oh, no, it's okay to change, It's okay. It's okay to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's okay to be like, you know what? 
this industry sucks and it wasn't what I thought and I'm getting out before I end up as miserable as all my friends who are where I thought I wanted to be. I don't want to be that. I don't want that life. Like, honestly, I'm cool chilling at home with my dog, reading or knitting (laughs) or practicing my tarot, you know, lighting sage, all that good shit. Like, I like that stuff. I'm a homebody. And like, sometimes I need to get out, you know, and have fun. But (laughs) it's crazy because me and my me and my business partner, like we literally went to um, a bar the other day. And like we had a drink and for once we're drinking because we want to. Do you know how good that feels like to be just at a bar, just like sitting there enjoying the atmosphere and being like, I'm here because I want to have a good time and I want to like laugh and I want to drink and like not overdo it. (laughs) Like it's a good feeling and it's so different than like going to a club, the music's the bass is so freaking loud. It's like, um, it's deafening you and it's going to give you tinnitus in a few days. And you're also like dealing with drunk people everywhere. And you're not drunk when you get there, you get there sober. And then afterwards, when you can't handle the pressure because you're so like tired of this, you're just like, and your friends keep offering you drinks despite you saying you're not trying to drink tonight. Um, you you cave in and you drink and then you realize oh i feel better right so then you start over drinking <laughs> and then you're doing this every night like five times a week right because a lot of my friends do this very often and i've been there i was that person and um and it sucks it sucks you don't want to be there like maybe it's a day where you're just like I just want to be at home chilling man like I really don't want to be here turning up or pretending to turn up because I'm not even lit or I'm not even having a good time or I'm not even like turned up because I I don't feel it because I'm sad because this industry broke my heart (laughs) right it broke my inner child It really did. And we don't talk about that at all. But I'm going to leave you with this quote because my friend told me this quote. And man, it changed my life. It really did. I don't know where he heard it, but I'm glad he did. My friend told me, anytime you leave a loss, that's a profit. Anytime you leave a loss, that's a profit. That changed my life. Because I thought I had put in so much time, so much effort. I'd sacrificed everything in my life. Everything. I didn't have anything left. I didn't, I had such little left to me, like even my light that I didn't even know how to pull myself out of this because I didn't have the strength. I'm so happy that my friend said this quote to me because it's stuck in my head. And I realized he was absolutely right. I had lost everything, everything to this. 
I lost cars. I lost homes. I lost money, my savings. They were completely depleted. They were gone. I'd had my card in the negatives for so damn long. I mean, my parents had to be like depositing money to help me out because they just felt so bad. And like, do you know what that does to a person? (laughs) It sucked, man. It really did. And it wasn't until I heard that quote that I was like, wow, all this time I thought I couldn't leave. And all this time it's been a loss. And leaving is the only thing that's going to save me. So I want to leave you guys with that because there should be so many more people telling you this, and there's not. And I want to tell you this. I want you to hear this. I want you to know this. I want you to know that this isn't the only way, and if it's not making you happy, that there is happiness out there for you. And that doesn't have to be what your childhood dream was. I'll see you guys next time. Uh, I hope that I can help some people. Because if nothing else, I've learned a lot about myself. And I've learned about the human psyche. And I've learned about the ego. I've learned about, you know, self-esteem. And I've learned about dreams, man. I've learned about the abusive relationships that you can have with your dreams. So I hope this helps somebody. I really do. And, and that's the whole point of me starting this is one to ramble on because, you know, it could help me with my own mental health. <laughs> but two, I, I, I hope it helps somebody because I know there's a lot of us out there. So love you guys. I will see you next time or Talk to you next time. (laughs) You know what I mean.